Hey folks, and welcome to GameSpot's Cyberpunk 2077 full spoiler cast. I'm Lucy, joined by Callie. Hello. And Jake. Hello. Now, it should be pretty obvious, but this is going to be a com- like filled with spoilers. We're going to be dissecting the story, so if you haven't completed the game, this is your chance to back away now. And another piece of housekeeping. Uh, there is obviously a lot going on with Cyberpunk right now. Crunch issues, last-gen console issues, next-gen upgrade issues, the whole kit and caboodle. We're not going to be touching upon that in this video because this video is just our spoiler cast of the story. However, if you do want to be kept up to date with everything going on in Cyberpunk, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel so you'll be first in line when we upload something new. We're going to be covering a lot of ground in this video, so we have got timestamps in the description for your convenience. All right, let's get going. Let's start off with overall impressions. Now, Callie, you did our review, gave it a seven out of 10. Uh, can we quickly distill your feelings on the game now that you've had some time uh, to reflect on it a bit more? Yeah, um, I should say it was kind of like a, a soft seven when I went in. I um, kind of waffled between a six and a seven. I would say like as time has gone on, I've, I've kind of... Um, my opinion has diminished a little bit. So I would say some highlights for me were the side stories. I thought the side quests were really strong in a lot of ways. There was a lot of variety in the side quests, maybe uh, not as complex um, in terms of like what you were actually doing, but um, a lot of interesting kind of like light the match of an idea. I'm going to follow this thread. Um, I really liked the core cast of characters um, and that that also kind of fed into what I didn't like so much about the game because I felt like so many of those things, like they were explored up until a point and then kind of dropped, which we'll definitely talk about in this video um, in more detail. Um, and I really think like, I, I wished that the game had more to say. I feel like it brought up all these really interesting ideas and I really started out like really intrigued. And then um, a lot of those threads just kind of dissipated. Um, I also think it, it kind of suffers as an RPG. I think that there is some cool variety to the combat and like to the way you can approach different things like with hacking or with different cybernetics. But um, I felt like I was playing a canon character rather than role playing my own character. Um, I think that's just something that you fall into when you have a voiced playable character. It, it just seemed to me like trying to be the best of both worlds a written character and your own character. I just don't think that worked very well. I agree with a lot of what you said, actually. I really, really enjoyed my time with the game. I, like, I, there was a lot of it that I really, really liked. And then there was some stuff that just upon reflection and having completed it a week or so ago now that I'm thinking back and going like, yeah, that wasn't maybe the best thought out. I think we did a video, uh, Jake, Don Luke and I last week, and it was about, which you can watch, we'll link to it uh, down below, but it was a list of things that we would love to see improved. And actually when we were brainstorming for that list, there was a lot of things, especially quality of life updates that I would, I would absolutely love to see added to the game because it does just kind of chip away at the good times, I guess. There were some mm -hmm. real standout moments for me. Uh, we'll definitely talk about side quests and some of the characters. Judy, my love, Pan Am, River. I loved, loved, loved those quests. And I think it was at its best when it was really, really claustrophobic. Like in that first 
opening mission, for example, if you play Corpo, where it's super tense and you're kind of, or at least the heist in uh, when you're in mm-hmm. the hotel, when it's these really tense moments, I think it really, really shines. But I think it definitely loses some of its luster in the open world. I just felt like there was too much in there and not mm-hmm. enough of it interested me. Uh, but Jake, what what about you? What did you think? My thoughts on this game have been a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I would initially when I initially played it, which was over a very short period, like Callie, a couple days. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think as more people got their hands on it, a lot of the bug discourse started happening. People started poking holes through different things. I kind of lost interest and kind of started getting a little disappointed. But I've been replaying it slowly. Uh, on a second playthrough, and I've really been enjoying it. Honestly, I've been having I've been having a great time. Uh, that said, a lot of what you guys have said, I entirely agree with. I think there are a lot of issues with the story clashing with the gameplay. Uh, there are a lot of issues with the RPG elements. I think I don't think a lot of them work as well as they hoped. But there are things there that I really do genuinely like. I think. For example, like we don't want to talk too much about the gameplay, but I think the gameplay works really well the later on you get. Uh, And like the way certain things can just completely change how you play something simple like the double jump, like like genuinely changed how I was playing that game. Like there'd be objectives or there'd be small missions I do where normally I just go through the front door or try to sneak in where I could just literally jump to the roof, drop in, grab what I needed needed to get and leave. And that stuff is super cool. Those gameplay decisions that they give you, I think, are excellent. It's just how the gameplay manifests itself in the story that just doesn't quite work with me. But that being said, overall, I was I, I, I was and I am still pretty positive on the game. I'm super excited to see how they update this game, uh, how they fix things, add new features, and, of course, DLC. Like I think there's still so many more stories to tell in Night City. I love the way you danced around saying ludonarrative decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use that word. <laughs> absolutely made you put uh, $5 in a jar for that one. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 start off at the, be- like, at the beginning of the game. Which life path did we all pick? Callie, which one did you go for? Um, I went with Nomad. I just figured, you know, I don't know anything about Night City besides what I knew about the tabletop game. Um, so I'll go with the character that doesn't know a lot about Night City. Jake? Uh, I did Nomad for the first playthrough, Street Kid on the second playthrough, and I think this is one of my big, bigger issues with the game, is that that doesn't really manifest into a lot. And I'm sure we'll touch on that, but that's something that I did want to mention. I even replayed the Nomad one recently with Rob for a gameplay series we're working on, and they set up characters that you never meet that have nothing to do with the story, and it just feels like something just got cut from the game. That was a long-winded way to say, yeah, I played Nomad in Street <laughs> but I wanted well, to get that out of my system. Well, no, so that's interesting. So I played Corpo, and because I loved the idea of, you know, being in the heart of a megacorp and taking it down from the inside, um, because in my head, at least, I had it all planned out that I was going to be, you know, this Corpo netrunner who's been wronged. And, you know, I, that definitely speaks to, Callie, what you were saying, where it's like so many ideas that just don't quite... Mm-hmm. You know, there was so much promise and it just doesn't quite hit those threads. Um, we don't need to get into that too much just now. But my uh, in my Corpo playthrough, when I was arriving in the Arasaka building, there is a character who you can choose to speak to. And he only really stuck out for me because he reminded me a lot of Kendall from Succession. Just like this very awkward corporate man. And he also sounded a little bit like him. 
And I did actually encounter him later on in the game, which I was very surprised at. And he tried to like mess me mess me around or, you know, when you are when you start the corporal life path, there is this incident happening at Arasaka and he has all this info on it and he tries to basically say to you, Hey, I have this info for you, you can get one over on Arasaka. And I met him and it was the most just it it was an it just didn't really have any repercussions. I met up with him and he immediately just tried to attack me, so I killed him. And that was it. It just didn't amount to anything. I thought it was going to be this big sweeping choice that I'd made that would come back later, but it wasn't. Um, was it was it a side quest? Yeah, I think he just like texted me and said, "Hey, I have this info." And Johnny was obviously unhappy because it was, oh, you're still a corpo bitch kind of thing. Because um, that is something I do want to say just to cover our bases here is that there are specific quests that you can get depending on the life path you choose. Mm-hmm. But most of them, I don't think any of them really have anything to do with the overall story. That mm-hmm. being said, I haven't finished Street Kid. I haven't done Corpo. But based on your experience, it doesn't sound like that happens. The street, mm-hmm. the the nomad doesn't. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And with Street Kid, I've started the quest that is specific to Street Kid. So I don't know if that ties in. But based on our experiences, it seems like these special quests, depending on your life path, don't really factor into these, the main story. Yeah. How did you feel about the language, though? Like the the specific uh, text options you could pick. Um, I mean, it didn't really seem to alter anything too much for me. I did like um, having the nomad options with Pan Am. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that like gave a little bit more dimension to her specifically, but um, I didn't like it. Didn't overall shape the way I approached anything or give me like new insight that you know comparing notes with people who played other life paths that like I don't think I got anything different out of it than you did. Mm-hmm. yeah it seemed more flavor to me and i i didn't mind it i did like it especially like you're saying with pan am and now that i'm playing a street kid like i know my way around rogue a bit more than i would mm-hmm. otherwise and i think all those details are really nice additions but uh, uh yeah it didn't like fundamentally change the way i was talking to characters and interacting with the world i felt like maybe maybe because i picked corpo and obviously all the dealings you have with arasaka i thought there were some really nice flourishes to using those voice lines um when you're going and the thing is is i haven't really i did the nomad life path intro just to capture it but i didn't play any more beyond that but you know when you go to the hotel on that heist you know you can be a dick to the um the person on reception and there are other things like when you're with takamura you can reference your old corporate life because you have that kind of shared backstory so even if it didn't impact it too much i did really like the flavor yeah absolutely totally flourish. Yeah. flourish that's a good that's a good way of putting flourish. it uh okay we've danced around uh side missions before we talk about how we felt the overall main story quest uh panned out but let's talk about side missions because Callie, you mentioned this before. We've all talked about this before. They, some of those have really been the standouts. Um, let's talk about Cinnamon. Let's talk about Cinnamon. Uh, Which, where do you even begin with that one? I think it says a lot when the game actively blocks you from taking any screenshots of, of a particular side mission. Yeah, I guess for setup, for those who maybe don't care and are watching this video, Cinnamon is basically, you meet a character who 
thinks of himself as the second coming of Jesus Christ, and he wants to get crucified while the brain dance is being recorded so other people can experience the suffering that Jesus went through. There's more to it than that, but that's like that's that the point. the elevator you, pitch, yeah. Yeah, you, you experience <laughs> that crucifixion. You can even partake in it by nailing his appendages into the cross. Which is what Which I did. I did. <laughs> I did as well. <laughs> Uh, Matt Paget walked away. Uh, he's just oh. nope. I'm not going to do this, and walked out the door and finished the quest. And I was like, "That I don't blame you. I don't blame you." Yeah, I that quest is interesting because you're kind of egged onto it by um, Johnny. Like Johnny will be like, "If you don't do this, I will never forgive you." This is the first interesting thing that's ever happened to us. And I'm like, "Okay, man." So I followed it, just kind of at his. Um, insistence and then i ended up crucifying a man so i mean he wasn't wrong it is the most interesting thing that happened <laughs> um it felt like really it's interesting because um you walk around the city and you can see these like uh posters for like basically the passion um and it's kind of just that's what this is. It's like tying into those advertisements you see, which mm -hmm. you don't get a ton of in this game. So I really appreciated that, like those uh, ads that you're seeing for this. Like it's just Jesus's head, I think, um, actually came into play somewhere. But I was not expecting to have to physically nail the person to the cross and then just walk out. You just have to walk out mm -hmm. and be like, OK, that I guess I'll just go on with my day then. And it's the fact that you have the producer, you know, like the thing about that quest as well is that I think it's a, I, I think it's a standout quest and I think it was really good. Good seems like a weird word to mm -hmm. use because of the subject matter, but I think overall on reflection of it, it had a lot more to say than a lot of other yeah. parts of Cyberpunk did. There are so many elements to it, you know, like this man on death row killed someone. So you go and meet the victim's family um, you go and you have the producer who's also egging you on and being like, why, you, why do you have to ruin this for all of us? This is going to make so much money. This is what he wants. You try and talk him out of it. I was unsuccessful. I'm not even sure if you can talk him out of it. And then, yeah, you have that moment where you just slowly watch him die as he's being recorded and all the cast and crew around him just don't seem to care. Mm -hmm. And it is very, very interesting and very thought-provoking. But it was just one of those ones where there weren't as many I think that stood out as much as that one did and I'm still processing my Catholic guilt about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that was one like that quest in particular really stood out to me for many reasons but I think one of the big things is that we just don't really see quests like that in AAA games right yeah like I mean Assassin's Creed for example came out a month before and you'd think that that would have a lot to do with uh with Catholicism, Christianity, because it takes place as the Vikings enter England. And maybe that stuff is there to some extent to be completely transparent. I haven't finished it. But the way that's written in Cyberpunk 2077 feels a lot more daring mm. um, to an extent. And in, in, in that regard, I really do like that quest. And I really do like the writing in Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I just kind of wish there was more of that especially in this world that is supposed to be really affronting and mm -hmm. kind of like an assault to the senses yeah i i want to talk about um the parallas quest as mm -hmm. well a little bit so you kind of get it by 
Um, interacting with River for the first time, it's also what sets off River's quest. But I thought the Parala's quest was really, really cool, mm-hmm. talking about manipulating uh, politicians by... By, by rewiring them, essentially, and all this constant surveillance. And I thought that was really, really cool. And then, to Callie's point earlier, it was a great thread that just went nowhere. And then, depending on what you do, I assume Daniel Perales rang me at the end because I told him that his wife was in on it. Yeah, but, I did too. Yeah, he just he just vanished. Uh, I couldn't text him or call him anymore. I uh, couldn't text or call the wife anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And there was no... That I found, there was no repercussion really beyond that. Yeah, and that quest is so interesting. I mean, it, it's it's basically about gaslighting in a way that, like, is impossible now. Like, it's it's just reframing what gaslighting means. Um, and these people are, are literally being made to feel crazy. or And their memories are being altered in a way that's, like, honestly terrifying to me. And I found it so compelling. And you... It's like this cool investigative sequence where you're like going through the apartment and trying to find clues and then you discover that something's fishy and like there's so much to that. And and then, you know, I wanted to know like who's doing this to them? What mm-hmm. is the source of this? And like that's the part that was missing from that. And I was just so mm-hmm. expecting it to be taken a little further. On the the other side, like um, a quest that also was intriguing and I thought was like so interesting from the very beginning but then like just absolutely crushed me was the Bartmoss collective quest where um it starts with nancy so i kind of did it late in the game and mm. you know to the game's credit like i was at the point where i was like i really need to finish this game for the review so i was like not in the mood to waste my time um and this quest definitely wasted my time so that probably made me dislike it even more but it's like you're seeing this um website that's just basically a a kind of a caricature of socialists um, who are rejecting the way Night City is and the corruption in Night City. And the quest is like finding the person who, the originator of this like radical content. And I was really interested in this because I thought it would be so cool to see what the rejection of commercialism and capitalism in the city would look like. And the quest is just going from place to place, finding a Wi-Fi router, and then it takes you to another place with another Wi-Fi router until you reach a sign of like a fortune teller. And it's just been a whole, it's just been a prank the whole time. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was, I was like almost insulted by that. I was like, so is there nobody in this city who's rejecting, who's like actively trying to fight back against this system? First of all, I wouldn't, I don't believe that would be, that would be the case at all. And second of all, like, I was really hoping to see, like, some sort of mirror to look into the world and kind of evaluate how do I feel about Night City through this this lens of this group and to find out it was just, like, somebody pranking. It, it just felt like like the game was mocking me almost for taking an interest in it. Um, I just, that was, like, the worst quest by far for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm amazed that that quest was in this game and didn't get cut because especially coming off the Witcher where all the quests, even the monster hunts just feel so impactful and purposeful. They're all, they all tell their own unique stories. And this one was just a blatant waste of time. Like, even if you take out like, like the context of it and, and, and 
it could be about anything and it would still be a waste of time right. because the actual act of the mission is just driving to all corners of night city only to get to the end. And Johnny's like, Oh yeah, it was just a program that has been bounced around the city for a while. And it's just like, wait, what? Like mm. th- there's nothing to like, it's like when, when you take the most obvious twist and you go with that and then you expect people to be surprised by the twist, but it's just like, no, there, there's no reward to this. There's nothing rewarding or interesting about it. Yeah. I didn't care for that one either, to be honest. I thought, I, I, I definitely got to the, po- the point of no return and just went backwards and just kind of completed all the side quests that I was interested in. And I, I went for that one because I thought I would get something. Or, uh, something, I'd learn something. Mm-hmm. And ultimately when it was just the, uh, the fortune teller robot thing, I was like, oh, okay. And that was the point for me where I was like, I'm just going to finish this bit. Yep. And yeah. Like that deliberately felt like the game was wasting my time. Let's talk about uh, who did you guys romance? Judy. I feel like we've all done the same. <laughs> yes, Judy. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> I mean, technically, I did Judy and River and a few side characters because originally yeah. we were going to put a video up of all the all the sex scenes, but we decided <laughs> not to because they're all very awkward and yeah. kind of explicit. Uh, so I saw a lot of them, and they're all very awkward. But yeah, Judy was my the one my canon one. Me too. I I also had a one night stand with River. Me too. And felt like such an asshole the morning after, because I I thought the way that you can handle that and tell him that, well, I do and I don't love the way that you can tell the characters that you're dying because, it just seems like they don't really take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> at all, like the way I told I told River, I was like, hey, I don't think we should get into a thing because I'm actually uh, not. Not long left for this world. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, okay, I understand. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's how you react to that? And Judy was actually pretty similar. Which, and I, I love Judy, but I was like, what if I need a shoulder to cry on here? Yeah, yeah, the, like everything in this game, I just feel like it starts out pretty strong and then fizzles out. So with River... I did the scene to see what it looked like, and I hated it so much I actually rolled back my save and rejected him. Um, oh, that's too. the one. That's the mm. one you did that for. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, did not care for that scene at all. Um, I, I like, withered and died watching that. Uh, I don't know. There was just something about it. There was just something about it. Um, and I also felt bad because I was like, I'm cheating on Judy. I'm already in love with Judy. So uh, the Judy one, though, like Judy's quest, I think, is like the standout for me in terms of, I mean, like at, at every step of the way, that last sequence where you dive in her hometown um, mm-hmm. was like like impeccable. I am obsessed with that quest. I wish I had saved right before so I could like just do it over and over again. Um, but yeah, then like it's like, she gives you access to her apartment and then I'm like, so are we, are we getting that U-Haul? We moving in together. And then, um, and then like, yeah, the, you talk about, I have some stuff going on and then it's like, Oh, like it just feels later. It just, it feels like it doesn't, um, really get there. And I don't want to jump the gun, but we'll talk about how that factors into the endings as well, which I think only, Um, exacerbates that issue for me. But I do think, like, one thing I want to note is that from what I can tell, I don't think the actual scenes change depending on if you're romantically available to them. So the characters basically have set sexualities. 
Um, there are four of them, basically, uh, to simplify it, like a gay male, straight male, gay female, straight female. Um, but I don't think they change how they act. Like, I think the scenes are identical aside from the actual romantic part. So like Pan Am was so flirty that I was absolutely blown away that she was straight. I was like, there's no way this woman is straight. She's like, I put my hand on her leg and she was like, yeah, she was like, oh, don't give me that. I think even if you are a male and you follow through River's Quest, you still end up going to his family barbecue and whatnot. And I I saw some people react to it on stream and they were like, wait, am I, is he going to try to date me? What's going on? Yeah. Which is like, it's interesting because it's like the choice to then make them have a set sexuality. It's really interesting because like, why then if the scenes aren't going to be different? Like I really like to find out that Pan Am was not interested in women. I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. One thing I do want to mention about River, though, is his side quest where you hunt down that killer that was so cool and i want a game of that yeah where you're like you're like revisiting a serial killer's memories and i think that is super interesting and that's something that i was i don't know about if i was hoping to see more of that serial killer but i was hoping to do more like detective work based on yeah uh brain dance and stuff because it is such a neat idea that they do some really cool things with but i don't feel like they do enough with it particularly too when it comes to just like entertainment value right like yeah like i think it would be really interesting to just buy like a brain dance that was just i don't know one of the one of the stars of the world one of the like what is there lizzie Wizzy's <laughs> brain dance to like just experience things as her for a little bit just to see what that's like because that is a big part of cyberpunk how brain dances are entertainment but i feel like they were always a utility mm-hmm. well do i have the game for you batman arkham origins <laughs> I gotta play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I loved River's side quest. I think that for me was the standout, and maybe it's just because I have a heightened interest in true crime. Uh, the the Judy one got soured for me because I did half of it, and then I left to go do something, and I turned off my PlayStation, and it made me restart the whole thing. So Ooh. I was like, mm, okay, it didn't auto save. So I literally got all the way up to the church, and then had to redo that whole thing again. Oh my oh, god. Okay. Good. Uh, but Rivers Rivers I really loved. I loved Pan Am's too. I thought that the scorpion tank thing, whatever that was, I don't understand. I didn't care for it. I just felt like maybe someone on the art and weapons team was like, hey, what if we had a big tank? You know? What if we just had what if we just had a big tank? And then obviously the way that it comes in um all the time, uh just to play around with it. I was like, it didn't feel particularly good. I would have preferred just to be, you know, in Pan Am's uh, truck and just shooting mm-hmm. using that again. But, but if you sleep with her, you sleep with her in the tank. So oh, that, okay. that tank also does come into play if you get there, if you get help from the nomads yes. too. I did. I so see that's the thing. I did do that ending as well. And I was like, still don't love the tank. <laughs> um, that has just reminded me, uh, of cars because there's always this people are always texting you to be like hey do you want this car do you want this motorbike did any of you guys find the best car in the game that's free that's free Mm -hmm. on my second are you talking about johnny's car no there is it's the it's the car from the marketing 
No, I it's didn't in, find that. It's, <laughs> it's in a tunnel. You drive past it, and it's free. And oh, I wait. unlocked that really early on, and I was like, well, I don't need any things. Oh, <laughs> I didn't buy a single car. Every car I got was free. I got, um, first I got the Delamain car, which I expected mm-hmm. to drive me, to auto-drive me and talk to me, but it fucking didn't. And then uh, I got Johnny's Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't need to buy yeah. any cars. I don't even... I mean, I liked driving in, insofar as I liked just kind of zoning out, finding a radio station that was playing something I liked and then driving around. Yeah. But but I wasn't like, oh, I could really use a tighter turn radius. I should buy a different car. So I think <laughs> you and I, Lucy, are talking about two different cars because the one I found is just in a garage. Uh, you do a quest and it's mm-hmm. basically the Quadra V4 or whatever that we see in the oh, no. in the marketing, which you get why for free are as there well. Any, why, do, there's, why are there cars you can yeah. buy? The economy is yeah. so weird. The economy is absolutely and just cars, like, like not balanced. The high-end cars are like a quarter of a million dollars yeah. or it's Eddie's not and balanced. it's like, how am I going to this? Why would I spend Eddie's on a car when I can spend Eddie's on <laughs> cybernetics? I don't. It's such a yeah. waste. Of, I hated when I was getting texts about cars. I'm like, I just need to open this to clear it. Like, it's just a bombardment of something that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I just, that that was a little bit, I know we were talking about side quests and stuff, but that <laughs> just kind of sprang out at me because I was like, remember that car that I got? That I just, my end game car that I got maybe five <laughs> hours in. Yeah. I mean, I think it is worth pointing out why part of the reason we feel this way about cars in particular, like we understand that they're there to give players different options and to try out different vehicles and just add more playability. But the big reason why I think most of us, at least Callie and I found the cars kind of annoying is that I'm literally like V is literally dying. Like V doesn't have the time to scrounge up, you know, somewhere between 50 to 250,000 eddies to get a car. That would make sense if, like, there was a post-game where after you finish the game, you could still explore the world or whatever, which you can, but you're still left in that position before you finish the game. It does that thing where it rolls you back. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the cars just kind of feel like they don't really need to be there. And I think when you add on the fact that you just get text all the time about cars and it's like, I don't don't care, and then your map fills up with all these quest icons Mm -hmm. that aren't quests, they're just more cars... It's it's a little annoying. I think Jean-Luc pointed out that he wished you could, they changed the icon for cars so it would just like, so you'd know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's the thing is, why would I spend money on a car when I could buy something that'll actually help me mm-hmm. save my own life? Like, it, it just, um, it feels like, it, it, I mean, obviously this is, I have no insight into how the story was written, but it just feels like those things were written totally separately from the story. Like as if it were just an open world where you're trying to be the best mercenary and that totally, I mean, I don't want to like jump the gun and talk about endings, but that ties into my issue with the first ending that I did, which is like, um, I'll skip ahead to like the, the, the epilogue is just like, you've become queen of the afterlife. You're the queen of the afterlife now. And I was like, Oh, I would have loved to like, participate in that like I I would have loved to um work my way up as a because because it just feels like that's V's goal right work their way up as a mercenary and become really famous for doing that and um to become a legendary merc and like to to 
to do the whole ending and then the epilogue is like, well, you've done it. You became fa- you became legendary. I was like, mm. oh. Now you're going to jump out of a spaceship. And now I'm we'll going to space. We'll talk about that in a minute because that uh, – I, I was genuinely like – is this a different? I don't understand. Why am I, I third person now? Absolutely confusing. I <laughs> do think we this, should. I yeah. think we should talk about Johnny Silverhand though. Okay. For characters before we move yeah. on to endings. Yeah. Because he is the main character of this game, more or less. Yeah. Uh, and I thought he was fantastic. I I, I really in like you mentioned this too, Callie, and it is like partly sheer star power of Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. but just having Keanu Reeves with you the entire time was 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 really cool. And I really liked what he added to these mm-hmm. different quests. I think he adds a lot of flavor to what may seem mundane, like especially some of the really simple side quests that are just kind of like, go here, kill these guys, grab this thing and leave. Yeah. At least Johnny kind of sets it up and he throws some insults, makes fun of you a little bit, and then like gives you the details and kind of sets you on your way. And just like how intertwined he is, he intertwined he is with everything. Mm-hmm. I think just like bumps up everything in my book just just mm-hmm. slightly yeah absolutely yeah. i agree with that because like he really does provide a lot of color even the way the shots are staged like there's a lot of conversations and that's actually something i really liked about cyberpunk in general as a quick aside like a lot of the missions are just like talking to somebody um which i think is really cool i liked that it wasn't necessarily like i have to do combat to um get some story information and the way those conversations are framed often has like Johnny in the background, like doing something, being kind of sassy, like lounging, looking bored, uh, Shaking his head. smoking a cigarette, you know, whatever mm. it is. And I thought that was so well done. And I, I found that to be one of the highlights for me. And I also said in my review, like Johnny, I, Johnny on paper, like I should hate him. Johnny Silverland, Silverhand is such an asshole. He like treated women terribly when he was alive. He's kind he kind of says some sexist things to you if you play as a female V. Like he mentions like being in your body. Um and I did not hate him. I thought I I was like, "Oh, what a lovable asshole." Like, yes. Like I I think that that's a testament to Keanu Reeves' performance. Like I think he really sells the character in a way that could have gone very poorly um and just been kind of like could have just grossed me out cuz he he has a lot of issues, but um yeah, Keanu Reeves like the line delivery like god, I I really loved the the Johnny Silverhand stuff. I think the game really picks yeah. up when you get him in your head. The way you unravel his story too, and like the way his motives change and the way he changes over the course, I think are all pretty good. Like I was telling Callie, the first time I played it, that mission Tapeworm, which is after you do the Voodoo Boy stuff, you walk out and have a conversation with Johnny. You can just shut him up right away. You can just mm-hmm. take the psycho something to dream. I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> and stop him. And that's what I did the first time because he was being a dick, and I was like, all right, I've had enough, dude. And I actually like let him play it out on my second playthrough. And I like was genuinely impressed with the line, the writing, the delivery and all that stuff was, was just, was very powerful. I just like felt empowered. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's burn Arasaka down. Let's go. (laughs) I, yeah, I loved him. I just felt like he was a reassuring presence in a sort of way. You being, you know, as a player, you are new to Night City, like depending on what life path you pick you're expected to know it and he just provides all of this context and sometimes he pushes you in the right direction sometimes he tries to push you in the wrong direction but he will you know if you do something that he doesn't agree with he'll make his opinion known but you don't feel like 
penalized for doing it, really. Mm-hmm. I just, I really love the way he was integrated in it. So let's use that as a jumping off point to actually talk about the the story as a whole. I thought, I don't know, because I, I obviously kind of did it in weird chunks. Mm-hmm. I would, I did like the first act with pretty much no side missions. And then I did the second act and pretty much almost mainlined the story up until maybe even the um, the parade. And after just before I did the parade, that's when I branched out and did all of my side quest stuff. And then I kind of obviously mainlined the, the final act. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I think that there are some bits that shine more than others. I think when, like I said earlier, when things get really, really tense, like the original, like the heist uh, in the hotel. I also think when you, I mean, I know Johnny stuff and Rogue stuff is like side content, but in my head, it makes more sense if they're they're main story. But I really Mm -hmm. loved building those relationships with those two and kind of understanding the past more to kind of push forward in the future. I think the parade mission with Takamura was really, really cool. And I think Mm -hmm. I was playing on PS5, um, I'm in the middle of rebuilding a PC. I think if I was playing that on a PC, it would just absolutely blow me away because that just looked incredible. Mm-hmm. And that scene was a spectacle on yeah, PC. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like I, that, that was one of my favorite parts of the game, partly because of how beautiful it looked, but also just how intricate that area was designed and how mm-hmm. you work your way through the different stories and you take out snipers and then you get up to that fight which was kind of broken for some people from what it sounds it like but for me, me it was it was pretty he, fun he was stuck in a corner and uh i was hiding behind a pillar and i would just pop out and use my rocket wrist thing grenade thing just chip it away at him and he couldn't hit me so that fight was completely broken for me but I still really shame. enjoyed that mission. It's a shame. I thought that fight was very good. Yeah. But overall, I really liked it, but I was not happy with the ending that I got because... Because it didn't uh, make any damn sense. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it didn't make any sense. Like, I was building my V up to be, you know, she was a corporate rat. She left that life behind. She had this friend in Jackie. And I absolutely loved Jackie. I loved that you felt like you actually had this buddy going, like, working with you to become a legend. And then the way that Jackie dies, I could see coming, but it was still a real blow for me. And I think that it was really good that that's when you get, you you don't have long to kind of spend by yourself. You get Johnny to kind of fill the void of, of, of someone to kind of go through this adventure with. But I would have loved to have spent more time with Jackie. And so I think I feel- for me, that was one of the biggest disappointments is that Jackie just, the, like, I thought they built such a great character with Jackie mm-hmm. and they kill him off pretty quickly. And what was even weirder is that they even showed that off in marketing. So I assumed they were doing like a one-two switch one mm-hmm. two switch i don't know where that came from like a fake out. <laughs> doing like a, a, a fake out like, or maybe like with maybe the last it was of like us. yeah maybe it was yeah. like depending on your choices he might actually live but he dies no matter what which i i think is kind of a big bummer because th- like i feel like the i don't know i, I don't want to speculate too much but i feel like there was just a hole missing throughout mm-hmm. that game by not having anyone you had any real connection with apart from johnny because he was in your head yeah. Yeah, it almost feels like it like that section just doesn't last very long and part of that was that I did mainline act 1. Um 
I didn't do a lot of side stuff because I had seen in the marketing that Jackie died. So I like knew that 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 was coming and I was like assuming that would come pretty quickly. But it also feels like you could have used a little bit more time if you wanted that death to really be impactful. Um, just a little more time, maybe one or two more like missions with him to bond. Although I will say the funeral really got me. Like I, I, I did really like his character and the funeral like as, was actually emotional for me. And I kind of was like, I don't know where this emotion is coming from. Um, but I found it really touching. Uh, I will say, and I, I talked about this in my review a little bit that, uh, Calling it an ofrenda was really weird to me because mm -hmm. that refers to the altar specifically, and it is usually an altar for Day of the Dead. Um, and I think they were using the word ofrenda to mean funeral. So I found the, the they, wording they, a little confusing, but the actual yeah. scene was really touching. Yeah, and I think going around his place with Misty in oh, particular was yeah. very, mm -hmm. like, really got me. Um but overall, like, I loved the stuff with Evelyn because I thought that's where it got mm -hmm. really interesting for me, like, going and um, obviously you can do more stuff at, um, what's it called, Clouds? Yeah. Clouds in the Sky with um, Judy if you do her side stuff. I thought it was really cool. But then the ending. Um, so I got the ending where I decided to let Johnny have my body Picked up Rogue. Rogue, who I absolutely adore. I think she, yeah. I adored, I, she, I thought she was a great character and I loved it. That voice actor is really good too. Yeah. She just has like such an incredible voice. She commands a lot of presence mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. she was really well cast. And she's yeah. a bad bitch. Uh, she's a bad <laughs> bitch and she looks fantastic and I'll, I want to age like Rogue. Me too. She, you know, taking taking Rogue and going up with the Arasaka, the Johnny, uh, not the Johnny, the uh, Adam Smasher fight was fine. It's fine. Like a standard end of game boss fight. Not if it breaks for you multiple times. <laughs> Not if it breaks you multiple times. But then it was the plugging into the, the system where I got a little confused. Because obviously you've got alts and you've already, you've set up what you can do with alt. And then you go in, it's like, okay, well, here are your choices. And so I went, well, Johnny, we had a good run. Uh, you know, we're buds now. I made sure that Johnny, uh, his approval of me was high. And uh, he was like, I'll go, you stay. So I went back to the real world. But it made me feel like I wasn't doing that. I had to sort of double check because the wording on it was super yeah. weird. And I, I was like, okay. I went back and I wake up in this glorious apartment and I'm with Judy. I'm like, hey, everything, everything turned out okay. And then Judy's like... Well, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then you just yeet yourself into space. <laughs> and then you yeet yourself into space because you're the head of the afterlife. And it's like Callie was saying, I don't know how I got there. How did I get out of Arasaka? That, that's the thing. I, we did the same ending, just coincidentally. And I, I was just like, wow, I would have loved to have been there to see these things happen. Um... And then Judy, and I look like a complete idiot because my V looks like an idiot. Yeah. And so I didn't need that switch to third person. Yeah, I was really, I was like, I would have loved to change my hairstyle. Um, and then the thing that really got me is that, like, Judy was the person I had made a connection with in Night mm -hmm. City. It was, like, the reason to stay. It was Judy's reason to stay. And then I go, I do the Arasaka thing. And then Judy's like, you've been different 
um, it's time for me to move on. And I was like, whoa, why is Judy breaking up with me? Like of all the things to happen in my ending, that hurt the most. I, I mean, I also didn't understand the ending at all. It was like, I don't know why I'm in space. I really thought that I was going to go to the moon at some point, And I was kind of sad, like going through the game because they talk about space a lot. Yeah. Then you go to space and it's like, I'm, I, I was like, is this a suicide mission? Like, what is this? It's like you're pulling a heist on a casino in space, which is super mm -hmm. cool. And I would love yeah, to. Would have loved to do, do that. that. And then, but Judy, I was just like, really like, I thought you were ride or die, Judy. Like, I really like, I, uh, hello. I, I guess, understand. I guess it is so, because it's like, it's supposed to show that your quest was to become a Night City legend is ultimately going to just leave you alone and sad but i didn't choose to be a night riches. city legend i chose to save my that's life the thing. and then that's the thing I, uh, like it just feels like there's stuff missing yeah so i've seen all the endings except the secret ending that's currently what i'm progressing to do uh but there's so if you do the opposite of what you you guys did you let johnny take over your body and you get uh, an interesting epilogue where Johnny's so I've seen, I've seen this City. one too. I did You've this seen one it. Too. Okay. Yeah. But you get an interesting epilogue where you're, where, where you're Johnny and you, and you teach this kid how to like play music and whatnot. And it's kind of cool. But once again, it feels kind of hollow. There's the ending. If you help Hanako Arasaka and that ending to me felt like the most cyberpunky because they're like, Hey, we can get rid of this, but we're going to have to send you to an orbital Arasaka station where you're going to get performed or, or where you're going to get an operation to have that removed from your head and it works except you're not yourself and then you find out that basically the chip in your head has made it so uh, uh saburo arasaka can basically live in his son they mm. basically implanted his brain into his son which i thought was like a really cool side that's, really cool. Ending. that's super yeah. interesting uh and then the final one which i thought was the most satisfying uh was the one where you joined the nomads and it's kind I of a shame because the game phrases that if you ask for the nomads help, they're probably going to die. And that's not necessarily what happens. Pan Am lives and a couple other important characters live too. Um, and basically the, the way that that one dies though. Yeah. <laughs> really took me. I, I figured they would die. Didn't realize it'd be quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're, Judy will come with you, essentially. You'll leave yeah. Night City and Judy will come with you. And it fits with Judy's story about how she doesn't really feel at home in Night City and how she wants to leave. So I guess, like, I, I definitely get the disappointment of that other ending where Judy breaks up with you. But I think they do establish with her mm -hmm. character that she doesn't want to be in Night City. Yeah. So yeah. to me, she that like nomad ending... You. Yeah, that nomad ending, like, felt like a new start from, or, or like a good ending for me and for Judy, because she finally got to do what she originally was going to do with Evelyn, leave night city and get out yeah. of there. And there's like a really good exchange between you and Judy. And, but, but the only odd thing is that the last scene is with you and Pan Am, um, mm -hmm. which is clearly there because you picked her route, mm -hmm. um, which I kind of felt a little, felt a little off. Maybe if I was a male V and was, uh, and like picked, Pan Am, then it would have made a little bit more sense. But yeah, I think overall, like that Pan Am ending is my favorite for sure. Yeah, it, it, yes. It, I mean, it makes, it makes more sense. Like it feels more, um, whole. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, like maybe, well, no, she's straight. I was like, maybe we're in a throuple, but no, that's not how it works. Um, but I still wish that like the ending had had more to say about the experience that you've gone through with Johnny about like, like I was just, I, I ended the game and I was like, all right. So peace. I, yeah, I, mean, I I felt deflated at the end of it, and I totally. and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that because I feel like every game needs to have a happy happy ending where yeah. everyone gets what they want. I totally appreciate it when a game doesn't do that. Like I got the worst ending in The Witcher Three, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I messed up. But I feel like there was something very hollow about that ending that the first ending that I got so I actually did do these the, honestly the most satisfying ending for me was the secret ending which um we have I a video I won't I won't spoil it for you because I think it is really good because the way that that ending and in all the endings they have the characters who you've interacted with at the end during the credits ring you mm-hmm. which again speaks to the fact that it's like none of this is in the game itself as any part of a quest or any follow-up or anything it's this they're all contained at the very end in the credits and of course like i did like three run three runs at the end um i didn't do the arasaka board meeting one um and i i can't bring myself to face adam smasher again um because i did it like one after one after the other after the other but it felt like they were using those credits to tie up loose ends. Mm-hmm. However, I'm assuming they didn't count for the fact that the PlayStation 5 will crash pretty much every time you hit credits. So half of them I didn't see, but the rest of them just kind of felt like papering over the cracks a bit, which yeah. was mm-hmm. disappointing to me. I think it was cool to see how they reacted to that final cho- like choices that you make, but it didn't feel like it was in a particularly memorable or meaningful way. Yeah, I mean, to to your point too, I think, I mean, you you invoke The Witcher 3, so I have to say You're something. You're all right, here. I've opened the door. Uh, w- one of the most powerful things about The Witcher 3 is how you don't really have a choice on how your game is going to end. Like, obviously you make choices that factor into the ending you're going to get, mm-hmm. but you're not greeted with like, here's your three options. What do you want to do? And that's, what's going to happen. Instead, it feels a bit out of your control, even though you have made decisions that have influenced that. And to me, that felt way more natural. It felt way more, way more weightier, right? Like Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like I could just start save scumming to see different endings. It felt like, Oh, this is what I'm going with because this is the, these are how I've been playing Geralt this whole time. It's a stronger narrative design. Totally. And it's something that I feel like games used to do, choice-based games used to do like back in the day, be like, all right, good ending, bad ending. Now it's your time to pick. But the well, Witcher I mean, kind it's, of... it's literally the difference between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and that that's kind of what Cyberpunk felt like. It was like, wait, you, you guys just did this incredible way to end a lengthy RPG, but you just kind of went back on that and mm. did this sort of just pick your ending, which I know to be fair, like there are decisions you have to make throughout the game in order to get those endings, which is cool. But like just to distill it down like that, I think was a little, mm. a little disappointing Simplistic. for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking for a long time. So long. Uh, let's go to kind of closing comments. Um, we do know that the next gen, like they're working on these big 
substantial patches for the game to fix performance. There's going to be free DLC coming. There's going to be next-gen upgrades. Are you going to go back to Night City? Jake, I know you're playing again at the minute, but are you? was there enough there to love to return later yeah. on? Yeah. I'll be back. I'm not super interested in the next-gen updates. I'm more interested in the DLC and the quality of life stuff they do change because I imagine it'll be a lot. And that's something we saw in The Witcher 3, right? They were adding new features, new UI changes and whatnot like for years after that game came out. So I'm super curious to see what they do there. Mm. Callie? Um, I don't think so. I I think, I you know, like I saw the things that I wanted to see. Um, I really, you know have talked at length about how I love Judy as a character and I, I really like Pan Am and Rogue and, um, and Johnny. And there's just a, a a lot of stuff that I liked there, but, um, I think like I, I saw it and I got it and, you know, Night City is such an unpleasant place to be that, um, I, I don't know, barring substantial changes that would pique my interest. I don't know if I would really want to return, uh, just in, and just go through all of the stuff I didn't like in order to see those things again. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I think I need a lot more time away from it. I, like I said, I really enjoyed my time in it, despite the issues that I've had with it. And and definitely on reflection, when you're talking about it with other people, you're like, oh yeah, that bit was annoying. Or mm-hmm. like, yeah, I didn't like that so much. Um, but I think there is enough there that I would definitely want to go back. And I think I'm just going to hold off, you know, regardless of the patches that are going to come out, I'm going to wait for a big substantial thing like DLC to draw me back in. Um, because I think I've seen a lot of the, of the bad of it. And I, and I Mm -hmm. want to be optimistic about the good. I think just quickly, I think DLC is going to be super interesting because the way that game is set up currently DLC wouldn't make a lot of sense. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you could necessarily add to V's story without it feeling even more like a waste of time in V's overall narrative. That was mm-hmm. a side tangent that I just wanted to get in, but mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what they do with DLC. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, well, thank you two for joining me, and thank you all for watching. If you want to see more cyberpunk, we've got a lot of it here on the channel. We've got guides, we've got... Um, what we want to see we've got updates on everything going on with the game so make sure to like this video and subscribe for more uh you can find us all on twitter callie you can find me on twitter at inky dojiko i-n-k-y-d-o-j-i-k-k-o jake you can find me at jacob deck and i'm at lucy james games and we will see you soon